0: Hi, this
1: is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is
0: Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters Together. We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the show. It is Sunday, October 26th. Da-da-da-da. Uh, closer and closer to Halloween Eve. Leanne, you were posting <laughs> Excellent Halloween decorations that we'll have to discuss. I'm Liz Dolan. I'm in Santa Monica, California. Uh, And the rest of the team here today, they like to call themselves the JV. Yeah. You know. (laughs) JV. All right, team. (laughs) JV. So, Sheila Dolan, a member of the JV, the the senior member of the junior team. I am really...
2: I am proud to have that. And Leon, I did not see you at Aqua Zumba this morning. I can't get up for that class. But Sheila, I am doing the
3: deep water workout like nobody's business. Oh, you are!
0: I love
2: love it.
1: Good, Good. good,
0: love it. All right. And the last member of the JV you haven't heard from, Monica Dolan in Portland, Oregon. You sent me an email yesterday that. The curtain has come down in Portland.
1: Oh, yeah, the curtain has come down. It started raining this week, and I told Liz a big old section of my fence flopped over (gasps) two days ago.
0: Oh, oh,
3: no. So that
1: was good. And then last night the electricity was out, so very stormy here. It's the beginning of the end, uh, which means that we're in for like three months of (laughs) rainy cold foggy weather but you know what's so funny
3: monica is i have so many friends now with kids at schools in the northwest and that's why they have their parents weekend october 15th because they all went up and at puget sound portland it's gorgeous gorgeous it's It's beautiful there they're freshman parents i was like just wait till november 1
0: (laughs) (laughs) well you had an extra nice summer so the curtain comes down extra early i guess that's the way (laughs) that's the way they roll in the northwest so well, we have a very full show today, uh, Leah. You're starting off with why we need serious journalism, right? Yeah. And then all kinds of family news. Sheila, breaking breaking news from your daughter. Um, Monica, you have a Gone Girl report. You guys finally got to see that. Uh, we have a Facebook update, and then Sheila, naturally, you're you're the one that has to speak out on behalf of all Satellite Sisters on Renee Zellweger. <laughs>
2: Oh Jimmy. Oh Jimmy. Let me put a stick on that eye, Jimmy. Yes, Renee Zellweger, my friend. All right, but before we get to some
0: of the uh the lighter side of Satellite Sisters, um Leanne, there's a front page story in today's New York Times that you wanted to mention.
3: I just wanted to mention it because, you know, I'm trying to save the magazine business and uh, one magazine subscription at a time. But also, I think here at Satellite Sisters, we believe in saving the hard news business. So if you haven't had a chance to read the front page story on the New York Times uh, website or in the actual paper, it's called The Horror Before the Beheadings. ISIS hostages endured torture and dashed hopes, freed cellmates say. It's an incredible piece of journalism. Uh, stories woven together from hostages that managed to be released and hostages that didn't about what the last days were like for James Foley and some of his other, um, cellmates there being held by ISIS terrorists. And it's written by Rukmini Kalamaki. It's a fantastic, depressing, but fantastic piece of journalism. So it's just something I think people should check in and read. Let's save the New York Times. Uh, Say what you will about it. Uh, every once in a while they do something like this and you're like, well, it's worth having real journalists in place to tell a story like this.
0: Right. Nobody else is really doing that job. I'm with you. The, um, it's tough out there for the hard news. So if you can't support it, it's a good thing to do. And bear in mind, New York times also has a lot of fun. So the, another story in today's paper, uh, the, at the other end of the spectrum is entitled Mindy Kaling hasn't won a Nobel prize yet. (laughs) This this is part of their series that they do that's always fun to read uh, in the style section where a reporter goes out for a night with a celebrity, you know, but because at the New York Times, it just can't be a celebrity news. So it's very interesting insight into Mindy Kaling, who, you know, I've adopted as my new Tina Fey on TV. So, oh, I,
3: I love Mindy, too. Yes. I love her.
0: Now that now that 30 Rock is gone, I feel like the Mindy Project, we have to throw our support behind that. Even though, I would have to admit, the show's a little uneven, but very funny. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> very funny. Anyway, in this story, she is talking to... Um, uh, a panel at the New Yorker Festival. So, um, you know, you can buy tickets, you can go. And Emily Nussbaum, who's the TV critic uh, at the New Yorker, was interviewing Mindy. And then the, then she goes out on the town afterwards, including an after party for the New Yorker Festival, which is held at a place downtown called the Boom Boom Room, um, which is on the top of the Standard Hotel. So she goes there, and she notes in the story that, the crowd is a little bit more serious than her normal crowd. It includes people like Zadie Smith, Malcolm Gladwell, and David Remnick, who is the editor-in-chief of, of The New Yorker. But she's very excited because this is the hotel where the Beyonce elevator incident happened, <laughs> which is what makes Mindy Kaling so lovable, is that that's what's important to her. But as she's standing there, some 80-year-old guy cornered her and showered her with compliments, said, congratulations on your Nobel Prize, and started asking about how she had recovered from the Taliban gunshots. So she's <laughs> oh, like, he, wow. th- he thinks I'm Malala. Okay, that is funny. And then because she's Mindy, she can take it one step further. And she said, well, and if I were, I'd be at the boom-boom room. Like, <laughs> That's where Malala is hanging out. Anyway, very funny story. I will leave it to you uh, to read as well as uh, the front page story that that Leanne mentioned. Yeah, much more serious. Yeah, much story. more serious. Yeah. You're going to it will put you in a completely different frame of mind. All
3: right, you guys, I went to a neighborhood we- meeting this week. I just have to tell you about it because I know we discussed the siege of One Direction at my house <laughs> this summer the three-night Rose Bowl concert tour of One Direction. And we had a series of concerts at the Rose Bowl, an unprecedented intensity of concerts. Two nights of Eminem and Rihanna, two nights of Beyonce and Jay-Z, three nights of One Direction, two international soccer games, all within, like, four weeks of each other. So this just doesn't happen in the hood. Like, we're used to having football events. We're used to having the occasional concerts. But this was unprecedented, the level of events and the number of people and the incidents that happened. So the Rose Bowl decides to sort of make nice with the neighbors and have us all to a meeting, invite us all to a meeting in the visitor's locker room, which was kind of cool. Uh- (Laughter) <laughs> Uh, with cookies and uh free veggie plate uh to let us know what they've learned from this and what's gonna happen in twenty fifteen going forward and and there are all kinds of neighborhood issues that I won't get into about why they had to have all these events, but they're really trying to be proactive because they know that the neighbors were very upset and um so the first thing they do is they present it's packed the room's packed you know there are a lot of hundreds of homes around the ring of the rose bowl. And, um, and, you know, we all know that we're in for some you know some Right the Rose Bowl was there
0: when you bought your house Yeah Yeah.
3: Yes but then they do try to but it's also used by thousands of other Pasadenans every day as a recreational spot that's where Sheila swims people play golf so it's not just the neighbors that are inconvenienced it's everyone so anyway they try to make nice they do this PowerPoint about things they learned it was too many events too long not enough police protection we didn't anticipate all the parents just dropping off their kids at one direction I Apparently, there were like 12 and 13-year-old girls wandering around to like 2 and 3 in the morning trying to get their literally trying to get you know their parents to pick them up. And so I, I was really satisfied with all my issues after the PowerPoint. Uh-huh. And then things started very politely, like neighbors saying, well, you know, neighborhood association heads like standing up and speaking on behalf of their neighborhood association. And then then the neighbors brought in the killer. Okay, this this 80-year-old woman gets up. She okay. said she was just trying to drive home the day of the One Direction concert. <laughs> she had been picking up her medicines at, C- at CVS. Uh-huh. And we have these flimsy residence passes, but they are supposed to mean something. So she was uh, going through a major intersection with her residence pass. It was closed to, you know, non-residents. One police officer waved her through. And seconds later, a uniformed motorcycle police officer pulled her over, and gave her a ticket for going through a red light.
0: Okay? It is oh. A five, little, the quintessential little old lady from Pasadena. It is a
3: $500 ticket, Liz. Oh, my God. And the, the, there was gasping from the crowd. And then she said, I had to pay, and I'm a senior citizen on a fixed income. Yeah. I want a jury trial. I won't get that money back even if I win till after Christmas and I won't be able to buy my grandchildren Christmas presents. Oh, my God. Oh, the neighbors turned. like. people were like, you should pay for her lawyer. You should give her money back. You should rip up that ticket right now. It's just the whole meeting swung on this one $500 ticket. And what I loved about the little old lady was she just kept saying, and the officer was very rude. He was very, very rude. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly yes.
0: what mom would have said in the same exactly. situation.
3: It's exactly, I, you could have put mom or anyone's mom in this room, and then the neighbors just let loose. Then they were complaining about everything from the blimp traffic to the helicopter traffic to the sausage salespeople to m&m's language and it was just the club breakdown and then my favorite was the one woman who just kept standing up people would complain and she just kept standing up and yelling yeah whose bright idea was that
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay now this sounds fun it was (laughs)
3: Whose bright idea was that? So I just want you to try that at your next staff meeting, you people that have staff meeting. I just think that's a good line. That, that no, is a good line. There's no response.
2: The police said no response to whose bright idea was that. <laughs> now, and did anyone bring up the fact that I park outside your house? No, that didn't. <laughs> Did this C Max come up at all? No. You
3: were in the clear, <laughs> Sheila. You were in the clear. No one. We should <laughs> say
0: you illegally park in front of Leon's house every day because your school is nearby.
2: So I feel like I am protected. I'm protected by Leon. I can, and your lovely neighbor supports my parking there. Yes. What, you on have one, of, yeah, you have a lot of neighborhood support, Sheila. <laughs> I, have a, I have a lot of friends in the neighborhood. Lee, and that's a lot of action. It was, it was,
0: it was awesome. <laughs> I'm writing well, that down, though. Whose bright idea was that? That's a keeper.
2: <laughs> well, sisters, I wanted to announce some really big news for Ruthie. Now, um, you've been following, of course. She, Ruthie has the best aunts in the world. Uh, <laughs> Ruthie, the satellite... Ruthie is
0: your daughter. Let's establish
2: that is. Yeah. Your... Yep. Mm-hmm. Ruthie, my daughter. Um, she's one piece of paper away from graduating from NYU. All right. uh, Graduate School of Film. She is a director, she's a writer, she's a producer, and she needs a job, people. She needs a job. So um, apparently, uh, NYU and the top, it's one of the, well, NYU is the, one of the top film schools in the country. Uh, an email was sent out school wide a couple weeks ago that uh, there's an opening for an assistant position to an A list director. Wow. Um, so basically everyone on NYU's roster is applying for this job. blah 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 goes on and on. Ruthie emails me. she said, yeah, there was an email sent about an interview for a position assistant a list director. So apparently there were two positions um, I don't know if I should reveal the name of the A list director don't, but don't. I, okay, I don't want to I, don't I, I, okay, I'm not going to say that. But um, it could be a twofer. That's all I'm going to say. It's a husband and wife team. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. basically, Ruth sent her resume, and Ruth got an interview, and Ruth is interviewing tomorrow. All right. But-
0: okay, Sheila. When you said that, the I so I I happen to know the female that you're talking about because you sent <laughs> that into an email from us. I did not realize who she was married to and, until this exact moment when I just googled that.
2: Okay, okay, so this is big. Okay, that's this, awesome. This is incredibly big. And instead of saying, "Oh, good for you," you know, of course, of course they wanted you Le- uh, Ruth, you know, you have so much experience, you're so great. I, all I was shouting into the phone long distance was "Body smoothers!" <laughs> <laughs> Hair and makeup, <laughs> brows, nails. Wear black. I said shoes, hair. I said, can I pay for hair? I I, I literally went bananas. So, and that's hard. It's hard to prepare your thirty-year-old daughter, long distance, for an interview with A-list directors. Right. I mean, it just is. And um, she's
3: not going in as an actress either.
2: That's <laughs> no, but. L- but, but, Leanne... Good let's, point, Leanne.
0: Good point. It's not an audition.
2: But if you knew who these people were, Leon, you would bring your A game. I mean, you would go out to Nordstrom's yesterday, all okay, right?
3: I'm not saying she shouldn't look professional.
2: It's just, <laughs> it's not about her, her looks. She has other stuff to prepare, right? She, she has other stuff to prepare. Yeah. She she feels she's going to get... I mean, I feel she's going to get the job, but I wanted to give her some some... You know, some help with that. So I bought a blowout for her long distance. So there's a national, a national blowout bar called the Dry Bar. Everybody knows it. Yeah, yeah. they're all over the country. Uh, Forty bucks. It's a lot of money for someone who doesn't have any money. It's a lot of money for me. But I bought her a, dry, I bought her a blowout the day of the interview, which Monica, as you know, is one of the key ingredients to looking looking good, looking polished. Looking polished, and exactly.
1: you feel more confident when your hair
2: is looking yeah. polished. It's smooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's smooth. It's together. Um, so uh, she said that she has an outfit now. What I discovered, which interesting about the dry bar, in case anyone wants this information at all, you can actually rent clothes from the dry bar. You can you can rent jackets. Accessories, Liz. That, this that, that go with
1: your hairstyle.
2: With your hairstyle,
1: you're it kidding! Is an,
2: wow, it's an entire situation going on at Dry Bar now. It's a lifestyle. um I, I'm sure you could buy furniture there if you wanted, <laughs> or you could read redire- your decorate your apartment in grays and yellows, which is what, what the colors are. But I basically want everybody listening to just. Just put out the mojo, put it out, send out good vibes for Ruthie tomorrow for the interview. Because this, I mean, if she signs on to this, this could be an improvement of everybody's lifestyle, I feel. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like my life will be better. Oh, no doubt. Yes. Yes.
0: I think that's true. Wow. That is super exciting. Well, really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Does she have any idea how many people they're interviewing? Probably not, right?
2: But she got a call right away. So there you go. All right. And she has, and, and, and I said, Ruth, bring your assist, all your best assistant stories, because she has been assistant to many high-powered and high needs individuals. Mm-hmm. And I, I said, bring your Mariah Carey story. And I don't know if you girls remember no. Christmas. Christmas Eve, when Ruth was working for uh, the head of a uh, uh, public relations for a big hotel in New York, she had to go out and get a twelve foot Christmas tree, spray it gold for Mariah Carey. <laughs> well, that's a good story. That is good. So I said, "Bring your Mariah Carey story." Yeah, um, they will love that. So yeah, yeah so uh, everybody. It's funny because
0: I think of I think of Ruthie's work history as more her her Norma Ray history. She mm. does have a tendency to like um, organize and protest mm. uh, management exploitation.
2: Too. She did pull a little Norma Ray on the phone. Yeah. So basically I said, this is great. This is the greatest thing that ever happened. She said, yeah, but I'm just thinking if they think I am going to work.
1: Uh, uh, see, this
2: okay. is, mm-hmm. yeah. so see, I said, Ruth, you know, you just you just take the job. And I said, plus, considering who they are, I think you're going to make a living wage. In fact, I think you're going to probably get paid more than mommy's making, right? <laughs> <laughs> From your A-list directors. So there you go. Okay, very oh, that's exciting. Fantastic. Okay, fingers
1: crossed. Fingers mm-hmm. crossed. Very exciting. Okay, moving on.
2: Spanica, I
1: have a story. Um, Sheila, I think you might be interested in this. Um, so I read about, again, in the New York Times this week, uh, they had a story about this woman who is a professional organizer. And she's a beautiful young Japanese woman named Marie Kondo. And she's just written this book called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. It's the Japanese art of decluttering and organizing. Mm. Oh, so Sheila, I think you, this would appeal to
2: you, Liz. Oh, I
1: love it, Liz. Liz, <laughs> Liz I'm not. I'm not so sure because <laughs> one, one of Marie's golden rules is do not go buy organizing equipment. Yeah, mm-hmm. your home has already has all the storage you need. So, and I know for a while you were just yes. kept thinking if you could just buy more bins.
0: Yes. Before. Yes. Bin, bin, bins and baskets were my path to organization. But I do believe in the power of tidying up. Not that I ever do it, but that's why I enjoy hotels because basically they just <laughs> they just they just come in and tidy up. You don't really need to clean.
1: You just need to tidy up and it's a dramatic improvement. Okay, so I let's go over the basic tenets of uh, Marie Kondo's uh, tidying up. So she said you should go through your house and go through your closet and discard everything that does not spark joy in your life. Oh. That's the main thing. If you don't get joy from an object, that you should give it away or discard it. But first you should thank your objects for... Mm -hmm giving you all this wonderful service over the years so thank your t-shirts and your ripped underwear because they obviously (laughs) spark joy and then you give away now i think spark joy could mean different things to different people Mm -hmm. um i mean obviously i don't love everything that's in my closet and i don't love all the clutter that's around my house but some things even though they don't spark joy in me i feel like they're essential you know, mm-hmm. I need to have a shovel and I need to have <laughs> <laughs> to shovel, shovel your, your stuff out. You joy just stuff out. I mean, I don't, I don't get joy from, you know, the refuge, my garbage bins and stuff like that, but I need <laughs> that stuff in my life. So, um, the other thing is she like, you'll like this. She has a couple of YouTube videos where she demonstrates like how to fold a t-shirt and how to roll up your socks.
2: Oh, I do that on my own already. <laughs> I, I, I roll and I fold. I And I have all of my clothes in baskets, by the way.
0: Oh. Sheila, I think maybe you should be an assistant to a couple of A-list directors. Because <laughs> I think you actually have the skill set. I mean, they're really not going to need someone, like, setting up camera shots.
2: Which, which, which Ruthie can do. Yes, yes she's overqualified. Yes. I am not. But I like a tidy tidy. I mean, I just tighten I it do. up. I know you do. That's why
1: I think this book would be good for you. Now, she said, you know, about you should organize your sock drawer and roll up your socks. She said, because the socks and stockings in your drawers, they're essentially, they do so much hard work for you during the day that when you fold them up neatly and put them in the sock drawer, they're essentially on holiday. So you have to give your socks away. Wow. Off.
2: Okay, this is deep. She's personifying her socks? <laughs> yes, she absolutely she is.
0: was very so emotionally sorry. demanding.
2: She also <laughs>
1: says that you should hang up anything that's on the floor because things are happier when they're hung up. So your shirts and your pants are going to be happier. And when you organize your closet and you put like things together, then clo- your clothes can relax a little bit more. Because
3: <laughs> Liz, you know we love talking about FrameBridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because-, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leanne, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But, Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Frame Bridge experience. Uh, Would you I like did. to share? Would you like I to? know, I
0: talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing.
3: Visit FrameBridge.com or see a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's FrameBridge.com. Thanks, FrameBridge. Liz, summer is coming up, and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and for chilling sure. there yes. with, your,
0: with your butcher box. What, what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for part of the summer—
3: free in every order for a year sign up today at butcherbox.com sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for a year offer plus get twenty dollars off your first order thanks Butcherbox.
0: box Wait a minute, this is for real where did you read this this is to-
1: this is for real New 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 York she has booked months out you cannot hire her um but she's just written this organizing book and she said so, when you hang up your clothes and you put all the shirts and all the pants together, they're happier because they're in similar company. Ha. Huh. Ha. Huh. So,
3: if you know so. what, if you saw my husband's closet, you would think it was the happiest damn closet in America. I think mean, <laughs> yes.
1: he always hangs things up, right? It's
3: hung up, it's organized by color, right. there's spaces. It's a happy closet. It's yeah, a.
1: They're yeah. relaxed.
3: They're it's, in there relaxing. How about yeah, He's he's not relaxed, but the, he's close.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's incredible,
0: Monica. So, right. what's so, her name
1: again? Some deep stuff. Her yeah. name is Marie Kondo. The book is "The Life Changing Magic of Tidying Up: The Japanese Art of Decluttering and Organizing." So, going to try a little bit of that today. You know, it is exactly
0: like. Uh, I wanted to talk about this vegan restaurant I went to last night. Like, she might as well have designed this whole restaurant. I, I think, really. that, I think there, there's clearly some kind of movement afoot here that, uh, that we need to tune into. Because last night, uh, and I want to give you, like, the green light, red light on this restaurant. The part of it that I loved and the part of it that I'm mm, thinking about. Uh, <sighs> the name of the place is Cafe Gratitude. Ooh, uh,
1: and that sparks joy, right? Yes, there.
0: right there. You're feeling uh, good, right? And I, it's right on the line between Santa Monica and Venice, but I didn't realize till I went there that it's all that it already exists in San Francisco and Berkeley, and it's already a big institution in Berkeley, and you course. can feel that the moment you walk in the door. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so what was really great about Cafe Gratitude? It's a beautiful restaurant on this. Very happening street. All of a sudden, there's one street in Venice where they have, like, you know, artisanal shoe repair. You know, oh, and it's like yeah. all of that kind of stuff is springing up all on one block. So uh, this place sprang up on the block where, you know, you can, like, butcher your own meat down the block and <laughs> things like that. Yeah. So Cafe Gratitude, I got to say, the food was Delicious. This wow. Is, this is a kind of a subset of my Operation Sea Turtle, you know, getting ready for uh, the trip we're taking to the Galapagos Islands at the end of the year. So thinking that a, a vegan cafe, you know, be worth exploring. So all of that is good. Place is lovely. People in there, you know, they look so, they look happy and joyful, Monica. It just looks like uh, like a place that you are grateful for. Now here's the flip side. Uh, In order to participate in this, you have to like fully participate in their joyful approach to, uh, to having dinner because everything on the menu has a name that is about sort of the emotion you're supposed to be feeling as you eat it. So that, for instance, at the very top of the menu, it says, I am dot, dot, dot. And then everything <laughs> that you can order, like you can order the... Vibe- I am hungry. <laughs> yes, exactly, Sheila. Exactly. There's nothing on the menu that says I am hungry or I am thirsty. Like, that, would, that would be good. I am no, no. Instead, what you would say, Sheila, is that I am vivacious. Ooh. And what do you think you get when you order vivacious?
2: Chili? A, a beet uh, beet drink. No. <laughs> A raw bee drink. <laughs> See, this is the mar- this is the marketing
0: problem I wanted to point out. Uh, vivacious means a lot of different things to different people, but it probably doesn't mean baked kale chips to anyone. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm, Liz, I'm cheating by looking at the menu. Oh, it's,
2: it's, it's crazy, isn't it? It's laughable. It is. Yeah? They should just call it baked kale chips. Well, yeah. Okay, here,
0: here's the, the additional hurdle you have to get over, Sheila. So, you know that, right? So, you want to order the baked kale chips, <laughs> but they don't, they make you say, I would like the vivacious, please. Oh, and, wow. You know, and I can just tell looking around, like, I was with my friend Todd, both of us, as we were ordering. We didn't want to use the words on the menu, like they're trying to make us say "vivacious." I don't want to say "vivacious." I want to order the baked kale chips. <laughs> um, so, so that's one problem. Another problem is that at the very beginning of the meal, when she came over and tell us told us what uh, she was out of, she said, "Well, we're out of the the celebrating." Oh, God. God's sakes. Wait. We're out of the celebrating, the fulfilled, and the transformed. Uh, So, of course, you're not looking at the menu yet, so you have no freaking idea what she's talking about. right? That's not really going to stick in your head. So what's the first thing we do when we start looking at the menu and we want to order some starters? We order the Thai collard wraps. And oh, sorry. That's the celebrating. Okay, all right. Well, <laughs> I know you told us ten minutes ago you were out of the celebrating, but as you say that, I'm not thinking Thai color drops. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of a breakdown in the whole system. Mm. And then the like transformed. When I think of transformed, I'm not really thinking of two corn tacos. Yeah. Are you not know? <laughs> like how?
2: Would that, I tra- that sounds like a good item, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> So then I tried, then I'm in the juice category, and I tried ordering the, well, how about the succulent, which sounded delicious to me. That was grapefruit, celery, apple, and mint. Doesn't that sound good? Mm, Sounds succulent. But they they make you say succulent, which is embarrassing, and then she came back, and somehow they were out of that. So then – I don't know if anyone's ever personally felt succulent. (laughs) I feel
3: so succulent today.
0: That's – but you try. you have felt wonderful, Leanne. And so that was the next thing I tried ordering. Could I have the wonderful, which is watermelon juice and mint garnish, which is my new thing. Watermelon juice, I'm all over it. And, oh, sorry. We had such a big day today. Just a big rush. Uh, we're out of the wonderful
2: that's,
0: Sheila, that's when I was like, could I order the I am thirsty? That's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I am contemptuous right now.
0: <laughs> so then I ended up ordering the complete, which doesn't sound any fun at all. Like now you like, you can't have the succulent. You can't have the wonderful. They're out of the passionate, but okay, I'll have the complete. Which is, of course, more kale. Uh, that's kale, <laughs> apple, <laughs> celery, kale. lemon, and ginger. <laughs> so upside of this place, everything that came across our table was totally delicious in every way. The downside of Cafe Gratitude is that they force you to say these things <laughs> that have no can kind of like, okay, let me just ask. If I say fulfilled to you,
2: what is that? Now, well, do they have a special f- like? A burrito yeah.
0: to me.
3: Yeah,
2: or big <laughs> of nachos. A mm-hmm. personal pan pizza at least. Yeah.
0: Cheeseburger. No, no. Toast. That is the mixed green salad with carrots, beets, and
2: tomatoes. So I'm just telling you, <laughs> nobody was ever fulfilled by that. <laughs> that is... <laughs> Now, do you, do you pay in a regular way, or do you have to say, I'm short on cash or that's, something? Okay. <laughs> I, th-
0: that's exactly what I thought, Sheila, is that it would be one of those pay what you think this is worth places. But no, it's, believe me, you pay. Though there is one – you can order the grateful, which is what they call the community bowl, and it means that um, – they like, put a donation on top of that, so you're paying ten bucks for the bowl, but then you can. They put another three bucks on top of that, and that's what they donate to uh, to local charitable organizations. So, wow, that's so a th- lot. That's a they lot. They have of- a concept, and they are totally sticking with it, like every step of the way, which I do appreciate. It's just, it's a little more work for me as a diner yeah. <laughs> than I might want okay uh, i have to I have to check that out cafe gratitude Sheila I think you would like it as i said let 's go back to the good news. The food is delicious, and the place is beautiful so.
2: I, I love all that stuff you know i I mean you know i 've tried to be vegan i 've tried to be veggie i 've tried it all um, and I just wanted to tell you uh secretly for the past few weeks i i i, I you know how i 've lived on bars. For many years now, I—I yes. I mean, what I could save on not eating bars, I could buy a condominium. I'm sure, mm-hmm. but anyway. So basically, what I've been doing is I've been making my own bar, bar at home. <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay, well, it, it was good. It was good. I had a good system going for With a while. What, like
1: rolled oats. And- okay,
2: so this is—it was gluten-free, fat-free, sugar-free, everything-free. But basically it had um, gluten, it's on the back of the bag of gluten-free oats from Trader Joe's. So it's oats and eggs sweetened with applesauce, walnuts, and then you can throw whatever you want in there. Uh, baking soda. But for a while, I was so afraid of my sodium intake that I didn't put the baking soda in. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like a, a cobbler that I would just sort of mash mashed together into bar, bar mm. formations. And I, it, it got to the point where they, these, this thing that I was making was so tasty. I was just eating it all day and all night. Oh mm. yeah. Yeah.
0: That's not good.
2: Cause then I got into the, um, you know, the dark chocolate bits and I, <laughs> I, I got some goji berries happening. I mean, I made a killer goji berry and dark chocolate bar <laughs> Uh-huh. But I didn't make just one bar. I just lay it out on a baking pan and make a huge sheet of it. And and then at, at Cafe Gratitude, I
0: think they would call that I am comforted, Sheila. <laughs> but but at the cafe, comforted is actually roast yams. So you did a lot better than that.
2: Okay, so last week um I said, you know what? I have some um I have some chia seeds. Now <laughs> so I know I know chia seeds are a superfood. Do you have so- any elimination problems? <laughs> Okay. All right. I just so have to ask the obvious question. I I like the fact I that I was constipated. The way I was making this bar was kind of, you know, over the top. I wasn't measuring anything. And I'd come home on a Sunday after my swim and just make up a huge baking sheet of this stuff. And I kind of feel kind of sick after it, you know, like I just start eating it and um Anyway, so I had these chia seeds, so I'm going to throw some chia seeds in there, and um, I don't know if anyone here has ever tried chia seeds, but there's a reason the serving size is a half a teaspoon. Right. right? Yeah. yeah, so
3: I did it on my detox, and I occasionally, well, they just get stuck in your teeth, so I find them hard to
2: incorporate, but yeah, I do chia, but it is, it's like a half a teaspoon. Uh, incorporate I just dumped about a cup of chia seeds in my last batch and I mean basically I was so sick all week I mean Monica I I did some research there was a 39 year old man that spent several hours in the emergency room under anesthesia because he had no—he had more than a teaspoon of chia seed, okay? <laughs> and there is such a thing as chia seed blockage, okay? <laughs> like an esophageal a girl impaction. Like you can't—the stuff puffs up to ten times their size in your gut, and I was. Sick as a dog. <laughs> oh, and the sicker, the sicker I got, the more I, I ate it because I thought the chia will will un, you know just help. Unleash sure, yeah, uh huh. right, because you know they have they have six grams of of fiber in every half a teaspoon. How much so- fiber do you actually eat, Julie? You eat nothing but fiber. <laughs> <laughs> I need, I need a lot of fiber, Liz, but I don't need that kind of fiber. <laughs> and so I can't even Leon, I know you had like the, the, the um an episode with sun dried tomatoes one time. Yes. Uh-huh. I've I now sworn off chia seeds. Okay. I will never <laughs> eat another chia seed again. <laughs> Whew.
0: Wow. So what are you eating now? If you're off the bars and I I don't know. You maybe you now, should
2: it's rough, Liz, because a bar will cost you set you back a couple bucks. A kind bar, uh, and and but well, and- maybe
0: instead of a kind bar, one item they have at Cafe Gratitude is uh, warm hearted. <laughs> you might want to try that. Order the warm hearted, which if you're in the seed family, you'll be happy to know that's grilled hemp seed pesto polenta.
3: <laughs> okay, you could just make a
2: sandwich. <laughs> i been saying that for years. Just have a turkey sandwich. I know, I know. Well, that's it. But um, you know, I had a good. I, I called it my morning bar, and then it became my morning, afternoon, <laughs> and nighttime bar. And that then it when became your blockage bar. That became that became my sick bar. So, uh, whoo, no more chia seeds for me. <laughs> Gotta
1: get off the board. Good decision. Ah. Okay, well, I, um, Monica, you're back again. Uh, I went to see, finally, the movie Gone Girl yesterday. Oh. Mm. And I know I was a little late to the party. I know everyone in America has seen the movie, but the weather was so good here. The weather turned this week, so I thought, perfect day to go to the movies. And I really thought I would be the only one in the theater, because everyone in America has already seen the movie. But when I got there, it was completely packed. Um, so what happened was it wasn't really a good experience seeing Gone Girl. I don't blame it on the movie, but the movie started and, you know, it was sort of building this tension and everyone knows the story. I'm not going to give you any spoilers, but that they're kind of building the case against Ben Affleck and, you know, it's slowly building. And then, the electricity went out in the theater. So the movie.
0: Just... <laughs> Wait a minute, Monica. Did you hear the show when Sheila and I talked about what happened to us during Gone Girl?
2: No. Uh, Sheila, what happened to us? We had a fire alarm, <laughs> multiple fire alarms. We had to I...
0: evacuate the theater.
2: Oh my gosh, Monica. I, okay. I think some. Wow. Okay, so the movie just stops,
1: and at that point, like all momentum stops and of course people in portland just sit there politely <laughs> and they don't do anything about it. and uh everyone starts taking out their cell phones their chat the group next to me it was the uh, three girls and they met at the theater they didn't have time to talk so they're chatting away and we're sitting there it's so a five minutes goes by 20 minutes goes by 25 minutes, I turned to the woman next to me. I said, I don't even remember what this movie was about. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, like, what's the name of this movie? And I'm like, oh, God, whatever. So everyone's just sticking it out. Um, and I figure I got nowhere else to go. I paid 11 bucks. <laughs> the movie comes on again. But it just took everyone a really long time to settle down, mm-hmm. you know, turn off their phones the the girls next to me were still chatting, you know, whatever. Um, I just, the whole thing just kind of fell flat for me. And at the end, the girls next to me, they just started laughing wildly at all the preposterous things that started happening happening at the end and, uh, with the main character. And so it just, it was not a good experience for me. I feel like I didn't get the full Gone Girl experience. Oh,
2: I, I mean, I w- we all have to, I have to go back to see it. Probably you do too, Monica. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he here that's says, so I, funny, uh, Monica.
1: It's exactly
0: what happened to Sheila and
3: I, but in a different
0: way. And Liam, you just saw it
3: too, right? We saw it. and only- I <laughs> went last night to see it, um, because we had to, st- it was homecoming for our younger son. So we had to stay up to do the parent drive home. So we had to physically stay awake. That was our challenge <laughs> till 11. Oh. So we're like, we better leave the house and go to the movies or else we'll just fall asleep on the couch. So, um, so we went and, uh, we had dinner first. We went to the movies, 25 minutes of previews, which I've never, that's a long time. Oh, so by you. the time the previews ended, Barrick was already, already asleep. <laughs> 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 it was eight, eight, nine o'clock by then. I was like, Hey, Barrick, uh, do you want to leave? Or, you know, we, we paid our money, but he's like, no, no, we'll find. Cause that's how he watches most movies, sort of half awake anyway. Like <laughs> so. We say it's the movie goes on forever, even without the uh, break. After the end of the movie, I looked at him. Now, I'd read the book. He hadn't. Uh, he was like, that was the biggest waste of two hours I had ever spent in my entire life. Really? He, like, he finally woke up about 20 minutes in. I was like, did you miss some of the setup? He goes, no, it was the most pedantic movie ever. <laughs> because it was a t- terrible story with terrible plot. Actual accented by terrible acting. I was like, "Okay, how?" So
0: I wouldn't rush back. I don't think you miss much. <laughs> okay, that's all. Well, yeah. I, you know, I would just i I enjoyed it. I just think for Sheila and I, the total experience was interrupted and right. hence diminished. But, Did, had you
3: guys read the book? Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. Yes. Oh, okay,
3: yeah. I mean, I, I felt like knowing the story ahead of time was a problem with that particular movie because the structure in the book was kind of what
0: held it together for yeah, me. But, yeah, Uh There you go. Apparently, I had forgotten a lot of what happened in the book because oh, I, okay. I was still surprised in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, well. well, speaking of the movies, one of, our, one of my favorite girls, Renee Zellweger, has... Uh, Taken on some changes lately, let's just say. Uh, did you girls all get a chance to look at Renee? Yeah.
3: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I. You
2: couldn't could not because it was all over the place because it was fairly shocking. It, it, it is. It is shocking. I mean, Renee Selberger, of course, known for her squinty eyes and her her big apple cheeks, has completely changed her appearance. And what's what's just so funny about the whole thing? is what she has to say about it. You know, the whole idea. I mean, she had, obviously, her eyelids done. And that was her trademark. And you know what? People can do whatever they want to do. I don't care. But And then she also had some jawline uh work. I don't know if you girls picked up on that. Yeah. And then her big apple cheeks are gone. Yeah. So to me, she just looks like, a first lady or something. I mean, yeah. to me, she doesn't look any. She doesn't look special. She doesn't look anything. She just looks like a blonde woman at a party. Mm. <laughs> I, I don't like that fact. I liked her as as Jimmy. As Jimmy, Jimmy, to put a little stake on that, oh, hi Jimmy. Okay, well, you don't know? what movie was that she liked it Cinderella Man. Oh, okay (laughs) all right cinderella man renee salwiger um so basically she is saying that she's really glad folks think i look different um i'm living a happy more fulfilling life is her explanation for it basically and she thinks everyone you know speculating it's just silly it's just silly because she's more healthy and she finally did something to address the chaos in her life. That's what she said. Yeah. So, I, I feel
0: a theme developing here today. She's <laughs> she's obviously been at Cafe Gratitude and working with, you know, the condo home organizer. She <laughs>
2: she she did. She said basically she took on a schedule that was not realistically sustainable. Now, I'm sure sustainable is...
0: Let me see what you get when you... If you order sustainable... When, <laughs>
2: <laughs> what are you going to get? Oh. You get a collagen and cheek implants. And, oh, and yeah. now she's comfortable in her own skin, is comfortable on the menu. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, comfort is. Comforted is the roasted garnet yams.
2: <laughs> uh. And yeah, she's happy. Um, she's peaceful. She's basically doing everything differently. Well, you're doing everything differently with a whole new face, <laughs> basically. Um, Has she?
3: Well, Liz, Prose is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. I, do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Leon Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when it's, my hair's really dry. I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you, you're the boss. I'll take it. <laughs> you tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay? And I'm, I'm using it. Mm-hmm. Pros isn't just better for you. It's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp cruelty-free, and the first and only sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros
0: be copped to the, because I kind of, I've seen the pictures all over Facebook, but I haven't really read any of the stories. Has she said that, yes, it was cosmetic surgery or is your beef with her is that she's sort of pretending that it's all just about lifestyle change? No,
2: she said it's a lifestyle change. And she said, "Um, well, someone told her to say this. I'm really glad people think I look peaceful. Uh Uh Uh-huh.
0: I think she would be called at Cafe Gratitude. She would be called (laughs) present which <laughs> if you ordered that you would get a uh, caponata bruschetta <laughs> Which, actually, we ordered, and it was delicious. But I had to say, could I have the present, please? And that was hard.
2: Right. Well, she was depleted, Liz. And uh-huh. so she she was making a lot of bad choices. Yeah. So I guess she had to choose the best plastic surgeon, <laughs> Beverly Hills, is what she finally chose. And that was a good choice. According to her, you know, I mean, those of us who liked her as Renee, uh, you know, it's it, she's a totally different person. Mm-hmm. To me, she looks like a totally different woman. Mm-hmm. I, I would agree. i don't
3: I keep staring at the photo, thinking I'm going to see some vestige of what she used to look like, and i is she's unrecognizable. i t- I was just sort of saddened. I'm sad that she's in a business that you can't actually be a forty five year old woman and look that. I'm sad that she's felt that pressure to do that. I think it's sad when you change your face i I don't think it's a feminist statement. I think I feel sad for her that. She just looks like a totally different person. I was quite taken aback by it. So, um, you know, it's not something I think I'm going to dwell on. But I think uh, there is a lot of – there's certainly a lot of pressure. But I think it's a very unusual step to really change your
0: face like it,
3: it is. It's, you know, it's... that's not the norm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's. But so... it also
0: is a sign that – you know she's correct when she acknowledges how much pressure there is. Yeah, by the fact yeah. of how much we've all talked about it this week, right? right? Well, so I if you wanted to prove so that these things dramatic. don't matter, sorry, go ahead. It's so
3: dramatic. That's yeah. why
0: people have talked about it.
3: I mean, we've we've absorbed a lot of plastic surgery, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, and a lot
2: of uh, a lot of things. But I think there, it was very dramatic. She doesn't look anything like herself. Mm-hmm. I, I, I guess I also resent that Nicole Kidman and Renee Zellweger think that we're stupid or something, that we don't get it, you know, that, we, that that they haven't. You resent it? You actively resent it? You spend that much emotional energy on
0: how much Nicole Kidman is thinking about you?
2: Well, I have a lot of bake- free baking time now, you know, because I'm not making my morning bars. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they, they think we, we don't understand that they've had work. It's completely face-altering. Um, and they were both beautiful, unique special, beautiful women. Yes. Uh, And now, now Renee's just, she's boring. You know, I I find it boring. So I'm moving on. (laughs) I'm moving on.
0: Well, yeah, hopefully for Renee, other people will move on too. But just, it must be awful to have the whole internet spend a whole week talking about you. You know? (laughs) Just be back. We've never had that problem, sisters. So, yay for us. Uh, But, okay. I don't know. I'm of two minds of that. I mean, she was the one on the red carpet. So, she's asking for it?
3: No, I mean, it's, and that sounds Mm. harsh, but, uh, you know, she must have known there would be some speculation. And she has some movies coming out. And, you know, at some point, you have to, if you're an actress in the public eye, you have to, you have to be back in the public eye. Mm -hmm. So, it's not, I don't think it's, I mean, mean. It's not like we sought stat- her out. You're saying, yeah. Mean right. vicious statements. That that seems unnecessary, but you know, she she's on the red carpet. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, speaking of uh, speaking, who are co- people who are coming back around? I did want to mention just briefly a blurb I saw on the Huffington Post about that the Entourage film is wrapped and ready to go. So this was Adrienne Grenier talking about like Entourage the movie is coming out. Actually, it's not coming out till next June. And I don't know. You know how much I loved Entourage. Yeah. Uh, that was just a, an excellent show. And he plays Hollywood star Vincent Chase. Vinny, you know, that was fun. Uh, but I feel like I feel like the moment has passed for Entourage. Isn't Vinny Chase going to be some just depressing, washed-up movie star? Sort of yeah. in this Renee Zellweger camp <laughs> yeah. now? Like, desperately. I mean, who knows what the movie is actually about? But I kind of feel like if I'm imagining who Vincent Chase is right now, years after the TV show started in 2004, so 10 years in to Vinny Chase's life, might not be good at all. What it would really be. So,
3: yeah, I, I don't. I have no interest in seeing a movie version of that show, even yeah. though I loved it. I think it had a moment. Yes. And I. It's I. It's rare that a TV show can transition to a movie. Yeah. Yeah, it
1: would be like coming out with a Friends movie. Now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're right, Monica. I mean, the show's been over for a few years. Yes. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. People have moved on. Okay, speaking of moving on, uh there was some excellent uh dialogue and debate this week on the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. So, if you haven't joined, come on people. By the way, here's a funny thing that's developing in the area of who's applying to membership on the Facebook group, Uh, Lee, and you probably see these names too, the approvals. There seems to be like a whole, um, these are obviously just hackers or some kind of, there's something illegal they're doing with our Facebook identities, obviously, (laughs) because most of our new applicants now have names that not only are totally fake, but are fake in a way that, it's just so obvious that there can be no real person on the planet named this. And the, you know, and we get applicants from all over the world. So it's not like, you know, if they're Chinese names or if they're French names or whatever. It's not that. Like the other day, and it's still on the page, I haven't yet approved the application from She's slaythe <laughs> <laughs> So she's Slaythe, that's S H E A S E is the first name. She's Slaythe, S L A Y T H A Y. Now, Shees, if you're listening, I'm really sorry. Just, <laughs> just, just, just message me. But I clicked on your page, and uh, it's it's a picture of a woman. There's only just one picture. It's of a sexy woman, but it it identifies you as a man, and. Uh, so mm. I'm just thinking that you're a robot, that, that you're some <laughs> kind of, like, internet bot, she's, And so I'm not going to approve your application.
2: Um, now, is this recent that, that, that you're getting these, these? I would say within
0: the last couple of months, Sheila, we've, like, oh, about half of the people applying to the Facebook group <laughs> are these obviously fake names, which when I click to go check on them... There, there are no no people on the page. You know, my whole application process is: I click on your page, and if you have actual people, if you have other friends, you can be our friend. But if you have no other friends, I'm not approving you.
3: <laughs> I'm looking at sheets right now. Yeah, yeah, that does not. And I'm Marquez Gisearch also.
0: Another one, yes. Uh, Marquez <laughs> Gisearch. Yeah, <laughs> many first names.
1: What did you say, Monica? They should form their own group. Yes. (laughs) Oh,
0: and here's – speaking of that, Monica, here's the big giveaway. I'm not sure how many she has, but when you click on all of these fake people, they're all members of like 30 or 40 or 50 groups. So they have no friends, but they have a lot of groups. So I don't know what that means, but that can't be good. (laughs) Right. Right. Behind the scenes at the Facebook group. Okay, but there were a couple of comments I wanted to mention today. Oh, first, we got a message from Professor Mary who heard my discussion about, like, that I was having so much trouble with the cloud. And I think I'm not alone in not understanding what the cloud does and when it does it and also what the difference is between storage and the cloud. I realized that's my main issue. Like that there's storage on my phone and then there's the cloud, whatever. Anyway, Professor Mary emailed in. You know, she was here on the show to help us talk about passwords. And right. so she's offered to come back and talk about the cloud. So, <laughs> Professor Mary, we, we may book this in the future. But then I also got the notice today that it's your birthday. So, happy birthday, Professor Mary. <laughs> All right. You know, you've, been, uh, you've been a friend of ours uh, for a long time. So, happy birthday. Then, Leanne. The other day on the Tuesday show, you and Julie were talking about married names and maiden names and your original name versus your professional name versus what your kids' friends call you, all of that, right? It's complicated.
3: Right. And we and the heat that Amal Clooney got uh, for changing her name from some people. And Julie and I are taking the stance. do whatever you want. Just make the decision fast. Yeah. you are going to go for it. Just change it because the way it was, you know, taste trying to straddle the line does not work. You're going to end up with a lot of names.
0: Yeah. OK, so we got uh, we got a bunch of funny posts on this, including two that I wanted to call out. Andrew uh, posted and again, another longtime time Uh, Friend of Satellite Sisters, he's a satellite Mister. Andrew writes, I had to comment on your guys' discussion about changing names, as in Mrs. Clooney's case, and give a different perspective. I'm a satellite brother and been listening to you guys since you were on Air America. So that was when we were originally back on ABC Radio. Our show in New York was syndicated to uh, that channel. He said, I rediscovered your podcast recently and have been loving it. My husband and I have been together eight years. We just got married last January, kind of eloped and did it in City Hall with just one witness. Very low key and my style. But my husband decided to take my name, hmm. partly because our wedding was so non traditional, being a gay one, and partly because he wanted to show his commitment to me. Oh, that's nice, Andrew. I'm very sweet. Um, Also, we kind of thought it would make his green card case stronger. (laughs) We also thought that since we were two men getting married, there's no kind of feeling that if he takes my name, he's now my property, as in the traditional notion of women taking their husband's name. So just wanted to put that out there uh, into the Satellite Sister and Satellite Brother universe, Andrew. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Another whole perspective on that. That's very sweet. Congratulations, Andrew, on getting married. And then uh, Lois uh, had a funny one that I thought, wow, the whole listenership out there, people have stuff going on in their lives. Uh, So Lois wrote, I couldn't have cared less about keeping my maiden name. Of course, the first time I married my husband, I was only 17. And that's what one did. The second time I married him, my last name was already the same as his. (laughs) Which I think is funny. One of my daughters always said that she loved our last name too much to ever take on a husband's name, and yet that is what she did. So Lois is like, you know, she's married the same guy twice, she's sticking with the name. The daughter who loves the name is uh has ditched it. So, uh, <laughs> okay. life is complicated, right? Life is very, very complicated. Uh, and then what else did we have there on the uh Facebook group? Oh, Leanne, you were posting pictures of um. Your Halloween decorations. Yes. So, uh, you know, here we are at the end of the show. I think people need to know what you have, what you have cooking for this week. Well,
3: I always, my theme for the last three or four years I've been developing is a goth witch's house. And so, uh, (laughs) I, so I do up the front of our house like it's a goth witch's house. It involves a lot of crows. And every year, I would say maybe for the last, (laughs) 10 years I've acquired quite a few crow things so actual crows I have a spectacular new crow lantern for this year I have a crow wreath and then along with that I have scary cats I have screeching cats I have the screaming tombstone which terrifies kids
2: it's fantastic and
3: uh so usually I wait till the day before to set up I like to sort of have it happen and then make it disappear. But I have some house guests coming on Wednesday. My friend Andy's going to be here from Madrid and I'm throwing a little party for him. So I decided to go for it this weekend and a lot of props from the neighbors already got the witch's house going, got a lot of new items. I dress up like a witch. It's very exciting, Liz. Mm -hmm. And it's a Friday night this year. So I feel like we're going to get record numbers. Mm -hmm. So, and last year we had over 300 kids. So, that's crazy yeah no we have a crazy i mean the neighborhood goes for it that there's one house up the street that sets the bar very high they have a different theme every year and this year they're going with the dia de los muertos
2: i so, saw that you leave that house oh that's gorgeous
3: i know so they've set up a whole it's like you're entering a mission they created a whole like mission wall in the front of their house and then you have all the the flags and the sugar skulls and the you know, the vampires it's great it's great so they set the bar high and then the rest of us just try to try to follow
0: so this is is the challenge in los angeles every neighborhood has at least one person who is a set designer yes you know and they just do it up for halloween
3: yeah yeah so you know and we're happy it's a fun night in our neighborhood happy to give the kids a nice safe place to uh get candy there was actually another internet story bouncing around this week about you know somebody taking a strong stand about not giving candy to kids not from their neighborhood which, really? you know what, honestly, really, are you the meanest person in the world? I mean... Yeah. Whose bright idea was that? I, yeah, whose bright I mean,
2: idea Yeah, that, that, did, did, did the Halloween come up at, at the meeting, Lee, and at the Rose Bowl?
3: It <laughs> did not come up. Halloween did not come up. Eminem's language came up a lot. A lot of people... Horrified to hear Eminem uh, in seventy-five decibels uh, tr- <laughs> when they were trying to go to bed, but no. So we're psyched. I'm psyched for Halloween. Getting get and then, oh, and then we were invited to an actual Halloween party on the first. So oh. Barrack has to be in a call a, a costume. Which oh,
0: no. wish no, me luck. Not really his thing.
3: So I'm taking. I'm going to take some suggestions. Anything? Uh, yeah, I was. He said, "Can I come as a businessman on Casual Friday?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Uh,
3: okay, so right. we'll start marathon
1: runner. <laughs>
0: a marathon runner yeah <laughs> so, Monica do you expect any traffic you have a oh, you have a good uh trick-or-treating neighborhood except it's do. always I, pouring
1: rain I have my jack-o'-lantern and um yeah and I'm glad it's a Friday night so that'll be fun you know I usually have like 30 or 40 kids if it's not pouring rain yeah
0: Ugh. yeah yeah well nobody ever comes to my house uh, <laughs> how about you, Sheila? Any traffic on Halloween?
2: Well, you know what? This is a big, uh, scandal at, at school for me because you know how much I enjoy dressing up for Halloween. I know. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, you do. Okay. And I enjoy thinking of, you know, slightly controversial, uh, political statements as costumes. I was the bloody witch one time, you know, with the black wig and the glasses, um, I went as parents at my school, which I thought was a brilliant costume. Um, and I've done other, you know, slightly subversive costumes since I've been a teacher. And I enjoy them. I mean, it's my creativity. And uh, so, guess what we're doing this year? Totally squelched me. We're doing a group Halloween costume. And the theme is Where's Waldo? What oh. I know, I know. What do you
0: say? Group? Who's the group? All the teachers? The
2: entire lower school staff. Oh. Uh, it, it was suggested by one of the assistants. She wanted to just make it fun and easy. Fun and now that Halloween should not be fun and easy. No. it should be hard. It should be. It should be subversive. It no. should be political. You know, yeah. it, should, <laughs> it. It should be people waiting for you to see what you're going to be every year.
0: Yeah. Right. And if you want to be Renee Zellweger in Cinderella Man, so I be want
2: it. to be that. In fact, that would be the greatest to be and and have two side face. Liz, that's a brilliant idea. Um, no, I have to go out and I have to get. I guess it's red and white stripes. Yeah. Where's uh, Waldo? Yeah. Where's Waldo? And who has a red and white striped again horizontal stripes on a woman? Red and white? No. 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 Um, <laughs> everyone has to go out and spend money and buy the new, you know, yeah, group. That's group costume. Good. That's... So it's going to be like a flash mob.
0: Okay. That's you're right. Sounds like a terrible idea. That's... <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Well, luckily you don't have a Facebook page, so we won't be seeing any photos of that.
2: <laughs> no, I just wanted to make sure I've been poking around on Facebook for the last couple of months. So I hope my, you know, traffic has not sort of set off a bunch of bots. Like oh, a, just...
0: so you are she s- Slaythe? No, I'm not
2: <laughs> she Slaythe. I'm, I'm not. I, I can't tell you who I am, but I'm not that. <laughs>
0: Okay, this is quite a revelation. Okay,
2: please wow. don't,
0: email, that's us. Be don't our,
3: email us about Sheila's secret Facebook identity. That's gonna
0: be our Halloween mystery. That and who Ruthie's job interview is with. Uh, all right, well, we're the Satellite Sisters. Look at that, more than an hour yeah. we have been on today. We gotta go. Uh, We have lives to get on to. So if you want to join our Satellite Sisters Facebook group, I think we've made it clear how to do that. Uh, You can uh, post also on our blog. So that's SatelliteSisters.com. We always post the show there, and you can go there. If If you download our show at iTunes, at Stitcher, or any of the other podcast services. It's really great for us if you like our show and if you review our show with whatever that podcast uh, service is. And uh, what else? I guess that's it. Well, have a uh, happy Halloween, sisters. Yeah. You too. Have fun. And uh, don't forget, call your satellite sister.